There's a place in football for all of us. If you're ready to get involved with the game, head to usafootball.com slash league finder. The Football for All podcast shares interesting stories happening in and around the game. I'm Jesse Giorzi. This season, we talk with people helping bring football to everyone and those impacted by the idea of football for all. Ken's like, I'm going to go bring them and we'll see what happens. And at first, you know, we kind of were like, all right, you know, we'll figure it out when he comes home, you know, if we're going to do it or not. And then he came home and I'm like, where's Connor? And he's like, well, he's already started. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, you just left him there? Like, and he's like, yeah, Coach O'Toole said start right now. Um, It was a little bit. I'm like nervous. I was a little nervous, but it was still it, it was still helpful to get to know the team a lot on that first day. It was really exciting. I just went with it, and it's all history now. I've been doing it for like three years now. Weymouth is one of the largest high schools in Massachusetts. The Wildcats play in the Bay State Conference, a competitive division with a few other large schools. It's been described as a rugged conference with fierce old rivalries. One they used to sit at or near the top of, going 58 and 23 during a torrid seven-year stretch from 2006 to 2012. Over the last few years, the team has been in transition under a new coaching staff led by TJ Byrne. Coach Byrne is focused on building good habits and a culture around the team. There have been some wins and a few more losses, but things are trending up as they ended the shortened spring 2021 season, winning back-to-back games for the first time in five years. One key addition during this transition was Connor Daly, the new kid, formerly homeschooled, undersized for such a physical conference. He wears a jersey, but no pads. He's on the sidelines, but not on the field. None of that mattered to Connor, or to the team. Connor's the water boy. Before you roll your eyes with visions of Adam Sandler in your head, take a moment to listen to Connor's story and how he's carved out his own place in football and how the game has changed him. Football for all means everyone has a place in this game. Here's Connor's. We're going to start um, talking to dad. Ken, where did this idea come from to get Connor involved with the, with the Weymouth team? And, you know, we're, we're talking about the, the origin of that idea um, and, uh, and whose idea was it? Uh, the idea came out of our youngest son's youth football program and our circle of friends within that program. Um, we were talking about Connor's transition to high school and one of the parents on Jack's sixth grade team said that the high school is always looking for, or the high school football team is always looking for water boys and equipment managers and told us just go to the first practice and introduce yourself, uh, go find coach O'Toole and uh, go from there. So Connor and I went on that First day of practice, it might have been double sessions. I'm not sure offhand. We found Coach O'Toole, introduced ourselves, asked if he needed any help with water boy or equipment. And he said yes. 
Um, we, I remember standing there. We, we asked him, well, when would you like the help? And he said, how about right now? And I looked at Connor, Connor looked at me and he nodded his head. So through the gate, he went and that's how the whole thing started. So not a ton of, uh, of time to think about it or family discussion on this one. Janet, where were you at this point? Or what was, what was, uh, was it just like, Oh, Hey, by the way, Hey, Connor, we're at practice and Connor's doing stuff via text or what were your first kind of way? How'd you hear about it? And what were your initial thoughts? Ken's like, I'm going to go bring them and we'll see what happens. And at first, you know, we kind of were like, all right, you know, we'll figure it out when he comes home, you know, if we're going to do it or not. And then he came home and I'm like, where's Connor? And he's like, well, he's already started. And I was like, okay. I was really nervous um, because we had homeschooled Connor for seventh and eighth grade and uh, because he was severely bullied. And I'm like, you just left him there? Like, and he's like, yeah, Coach O'Toole said, start right now. Um, and after that, it, it just fit. You know, Coach O'Toole took him under his wing and really included Connor and introduced him. You know, this is the water boy, he helps with equipment he's going to be part of the team. And it was, it was really, it couldn't have happened better. Um, my anxiety was heightened, but after talking with coach O'Toole and seeing Connor, we were kind of like, all right, this works. Dad has dropped Connor off at the first practice of the high school season and come home to tell mom that Connor is already starting to help. We talked to Weymouth head coach, TJ Byrne about that big day for both Connor and the team. You guys did a, a terrific job here in finding a space, making space and finding a spot um, for Connor when he's obviously not the uh, ideal, you know, physical prospect that you'd think that would be having such an impact on, uh, on a high school program like yours. So take me to that uh, to that beginning of, of your first connection with um, with Connor and, and where you felt like uh, your first thoughts on, on how he could uh, help the program work. Well, I mean, the, the benefit of football is you can have as many kids as you want in the program. You know, you're not limited. So as you were saying, there is this space and room for everybody um, from all levels. So I had taken over the Weymouth football program uh, three years ago. Um, I became the head coach and uh, I also work. I'm a state trooper in Massachusetts. So one of my close friends on the on the job with the state police his family friends with the Daly family, and he had reached out and said, um, and had mentioned Connor and uh, the Dailies and their situation. And Connor was going to be new to Weymouth High School. He was transferring into the high school, and uh, the, the family was just nervous of how he was going to fit into a big high school. Uh, Weymouth High School has over 2,000 students in the school. And Connor, uh, in his earlier life, uh, didn't have an easy time with public school. So uh, they had reached out to my friend uh, um, that I work with and said, hey, can you can they come meet with you and speak with you? And, and Connor's coming into the high school, and this would be a great way to get him uh, integrated and get him comfortable um, coming back to a public school. So uh, that's how the introduction was set. Uh, and then I met with uh, Janet and uh, Ken Daly, uh, and they brought Connor along. Uh, just to say hi and uh, see how he's doing. And, and, you know, I always say, you know, when you go to college and play football, one of the benefits is is you're on campus with 100 other guys for two, two and a half, three weeks before school. 
to start a new school and you already know 100 people before school starts. That's a, that's a comforting factor. And um, that's kind of how I, I, when I spoke with Connor the first time was, hey, come to the first day of practice. Uh, we have, you know, our camp is two weeks long. You're going to know 80 guys before school starts and you're going to have 80 friends, 80 brothers that are going to take care of you and guys you should be comfortable with. And, and he was all about it. Um, so before, after I met with Connor and the Daly family, you know, we got the team together and um, that was the easy part. You know, he just, we, we talked to the football team about uh, what Connor's background was, what his situation was health wise, um, that he was somewhat insecure and nervous about coming to, you know, big public high school. And it was our job to make sure that number one, he felt comfortable. Number two, he felt protected and at ease because we're all going to watch each other's back. We're all teammates. We're all brothers. We're all in the same program. We all want the same things for each other. Um, so for the football team and the players that were already there and established, it was a no brainer that Connor came in and uh, he was immediately welcomed into the program. Um, and from that first practice on Jesse, he, he took the role of equipment. He took the role of water boy. He took the role of uh, team supporter, team cheerleader, uh, to a level that I hadn't seen before. And I, you know, I'm 48 now. I've been in high school football for 25 years. Um, and he just took to it, uh, lack of a better term, like a doctor water. And kind of from your perspective, you head over with, with pops and say, Hey, we might, we might get involved in something. And then all of a sudden you're, you're ready to work and you're getting your hands dirty and getting involved. So, you know, what was that? Uh, what was that first kind of day? Like for you, was it right off the bat? Loved it. Feel, feel great. Um, it was a little bit, um, like nervous. I was a little nervous, but it was still, it, it was still helpful to get to know the team a lot on that first day. And it was really exciting. I just went with it and it's all history now. I've been doing it for like three years now. And what has been some of those things that you've gotten to do and, and see how's your role involved from just jumping right into the fire uh, from that first practice to, to what other ways have you gotten involved and how is some of the th different things that you've done um, over the last three seasons, how's that changed or, or, or increased? So I've been getting like more, I've been getting better. So whenever the clock, whenever there's a timeout or it's end of the period, I usually go out with the water. I usually have like a set, two six packs with Gatorade and, and water on it. And I would usually bring them out to the team and whoever needs water can grab it. There's usually enough for all 11 of them to take one and they would grab one if they want one. And if they didn't, they didn't take one. But when, when they were going back out of the field, I would go back to the sideline with the coaches. But tell coach about the time that, so when he started, um, he was, it was just him, but then as the year, like sophomore year, he was then the head of the water team, you would call it. And Coach O'Toole had some freshmen that were willing to help. And what did Coach say? Um, Connor was what? That I was the leader of the group. Yep. And they had to they had to go to Connor. If they had questions, Connor's the one that was to be asked yep. the questions. Like he's like, Don't come see me. Connor's ahead of the water team now. So you go see him. Yep. How did that how quick did that change or what was that that first time when, you know, you probably go Connor from not really sure what to do, just following directions to giving those directions yourself. Um, it gave me a lot more confidence on the field than from being just a 
just a helper to being a leader of the um, team of hydration. It was a lot more intuitive. I was a lot more, I was able to tell direction better. Yeah. And so that's, that's obviously some change, some changes to your role, some changes to your uh, personality or, or, or skills that you have there interpersonally and emotionally and that kind of a thing. Um, you know, mom and dad, how, what are some of the ways that, that you've seen Connor change over the last few seasons through this, uh, through this relationship? Go ahead, Ken. He participated in the games, but he also went and participated in the practices. Um, he was, He is often involved in the practices, everything from equipment to water Um, on the sidelines. He's he's working with the other kids, whether it's just keeping the quarterback warmed up by tossing passes back and forth with the quarterback and um, just able to share. Connor has a spirit that comes out of him. And he's able to share that with the rest of the team. And really, if it's a tough game, if it's a close game, if it's a tough call, he's right there with all the boys to just build them up when they need to be built up and encourage them when they need to be encouraged. So it's it it's definitely evolved from a water boy type situation. He's right there with part with with the rest of the team. Mm. And and to go on that same lines, Jesse, um, you know, Ken brought up that he's, he has this spirit. Um, and you can, if you were to see him at a game, um, he is always high five in everybody. Um, he's boosting them up. Um, you'll often see him right next to coach O'Toole and coach Burns and, you know, coach Brunel, you know, giving them tidbits of info that he thinks is important. You know, I, I recall, Coach Burns told us that Connor came up to him one time and said, Coach, I got some special plays for you. And uh, he, you know, he didn't disregard Connor, um, which I think, you know, in hindsight, like really helped Connor realize that he was part of a team. You know, Coach could have easily pushed him aside and been like, Connor, just go do your job. But he didn't. He respected Connor and incorporated him into whatever his thoughts were, which was really nice. If you've played sports, you know there are knuckleheads on every team. People that just aren't necessarily with the program. And Connor had been bullied before. Would it be any different with this group of guys than it was the last time he was in school? Did you have much of that? Like when you when you bring somebody in like Connor, who's like, hey, look, this guy's a part of our team. He's one of our brothers, as you said, but he's not going to be lining up. He's not putting his hand in the dirt. He's not doing these things, but he's going to be a part of our team in a different way. You know, was that something that the team immediately bought into or did you have some some uh, some of the athletes that you had to kind of work through and and uh, to, to buy into this is Connor. He's part of our team now and he's going to he's going to be one of our uh, one of the people that we that we're going to count on. No, and I don't, I don't, well, I don't think I'm not, I, it wasn't anything that I had to say, uh, but I mean, any program, any team has knuckleheads. Um, it just depends on what kind of knucklehead you have. But in our case, uh, we were, we were very fortunate to have um, a very good, solid group of young men, uh, especially that senior group. But, um, you know, the one things we talk about is how lucky we are to be able to do what we're doing. We talk about it at the program. Um, you have such a small window in your life to play competitive sports. 
Um, and it goes really fast. And a lot of times you don't realize it until it's over. So I think part of my job as a coach is to make sure that while you're in the program and while you're playing competitive high school or college sports, that you appreciate what you have and the opportunity that's given to you. Now, when someone like Connor gets introduced to the program and is coming in to, to help the program, you can see right away that the opportunities that you have as a player, Connor doesn't have that opportunity. But he wants the opportunity to be part of something bigger than him. He wants the opportunity to be a part of what we're doing. Um, and, I, you know, it, you know, knucklehead, intelligent, um, you know, valedictorian, the last in your class, if you have a heart, um, if you have, you know, the proper perspective in life, you can look at a young man like Connor and say, um, I got his back, you know. So at, at Weymouth, we were very fortunate. Uh, I was, Connor was, uh, coaches. We were very fortunate to have a really solid group of, of senior leaders and, 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 and guys that have great perspective on who they are and what their lot in life is. So to answer your question, no, we, I wasn't worried about um, any type of uh, hazing or uncomfortableness with Connor coming in because, you know, part of it was they understand their lot in life and, and how fortunate they are to play football and to be athletic and to be moving and to, to be able to do the things they want to do. But they also were able to look at Connor and say, hey, here's somebody that doesn't have what it doesn't have the, the abilities or doesn't have the opportunity that I have, but he wants to be here just as much as I do. And he wants us to win just as much as we do. And, um, and that's, if we're all rowing in the same direction, we all want the same thing. Um, you're never going to have a problem with that. And um, it's probably the best way to describe it. He, he came in and um, early on, he was, he was well taken care of and, now he seems to be taking care of everybody else, which is that circle of life, I guess, how it's supposed to go. Yeah, I love that line. Uh, on the opposite end of that, I mean, obviously every team has got leaders and, and people that, that are bought in, and, and that's a, a football team, any sport team, or, or an organization. Did you notice uh, that there were there were maybe some guys, I know like uh, Seth Mullen was mentioned in uh, in this story about uh, you know sharing some really nice things to say about his, his friend there. Did you notice that there was a, a couple uh, of the, the players in your team that stepped up immediately and and uh, were the first of that 80 uh, to become brothers or the first that 80 to, to say, hey, look, like you're part of us now. Here's the here's the stuff you need to know. Here are the things that you should be doing. Here's the things to look out for, those kinds of things. Yeah, you always, you know, in the, the up and down of the roster of a team, you always have those personalities where some lead by example, some are more vocal, some are, you know, they're, um, they're more polished. Others are a little rough, but rough around the edges. But, yeah, when you could see right away that, you know, Connor walks onto the practice field and there's no wasted movement. You know, he walks onto the practice field and, He's immediately walking up to a coach and high five and I'm giving him a fist bump. He's walking up to players who were in their position stretches and, you know, he's, he's having conversations with them. And, you know, part of what makes Connor special and a great part of this program is his personality. He's not shy. You know, he didn't show up nervous and, and afraid to step in. He showed up as if he belonged there and he showed up, you know, uh, with, with, with as much intensity and enthusiasm and um, excitement as, as the players do. So 
um, it's it's not hard to like Connor. It's not hard to to want to be around him because when he shows up, you know, he's fist bumping and he's he's conversing, he's talking to guys, and, and he's all about it being in that moment. So a young man like Seth uh, Mullen, you know, he's one of those personalities. You know, he's he's talkative, he's approachable, he's polished, he's a leader. Um, and, you know, you oftentimes, you know, Connor gravitates to the guys who are uh, like to talk. So <laughs> it's um, the fact that Connor and Seth found each other is no surprise because their mouths are never stopping. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, guys like Seth, um, some of our seniors uh, from that, Kyle Hoft and, and Jake Kopfleisch, who's, who's now one of our assistant coaches, um, you know, there was uh, there was immediate comfort and immediate likability. And um, and for me as a coach, be able to look over and see that uh, it was heartwarming. It was it's what you want. So, um, yeah, Connor, Connor crosses. Uh, he's like Ferris Bueller. He's, uh, you know, the dweebs, the bloods, the, you know, the rockers, the skateboarders, the, uh, the hip hop guys. You know, they all love him. They think he's a righteous dude. What uh, have you seen from, you know, his development? Like, uh, you know, it, it, homeschool is a, uh, is an entirely different world than, uh, than public school. Um, and, and, you know, have from him having been to that, especially as some of the troubles you, you mentioned that he had beforehand, what were some of the things that you've seen him do or the ways that he's grown, you know, from day one with the team, you know, on through, on through the season? Uh, the, the main thing that comes to mind is confidence. And with confidence comes maturity. Um, so from from early on to where we are now, now we've been three years together, is um, definitely the confidence in Connor and how he carries himself. Um, he's, um, whereas before, you know, you had that puppy dog energy and just happy to be out there and, and all over the place. Now it seems like, you know, he's doing everything with the confidence and maturity that you'd find in, in seniors. You know, he's um, he takes care of his business. If, if something needs to be done in the practice field or, in the, or on the sideline during a game, he's handling it. Um, you know, he when he comes up and approaches you, you know, even in the physical manners, his shoulders aren't slouched. He's not kind of looking down. He's back. His chest is out. He's looking you in the eye. You know, he's hitting you as hard as he can when he fist bumps you or when he's shaking your hand, he's squeezing. So for Connor, the, 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 the thing that I take away is just his maturity and, and, and how he carries himself. I made a point that, you know, when Connor became a part of the program, the one thing I wasn't going to do was I wasn't going to treat him any different than I treat any of the players in the program. So as hard as I was going to coach them or as hard as I coached them, I was going to be on Connor just as hard. So something needed to be done or there was uh, one of his tasks or his jobs or his assignments, you know, needed to be completed and it wasn't being done. I made a point to make sure that, you know, he heard me and he heard the disappointment and he said, and, and also as a coach, offering him guidance and coaching to correct it. And much like a good player, you only have to a good player. You only have to tell something once, and they got it. With Connor, it's the same thing. If there's something that needs to be done, we just have to tell them once, and then I know I can walk away and know that it's it's going to be done. So, you know, I've barked at Connor. I've um, I've congratulated Connor. I've uh, I've built, I've you know given him encouragement. I've told him when he's done th- done something wrong, 
has done something wrong, no different than with anybody else that I've coached or we've coached. So, um, and like good players and like coachable players, Connor has responded. Uh, and then some it's, um, and it's really gratifying to see. So. Not everyone gets uniform, uniform number, letterman jacket, you know, was that, is that just an instant? Like, of course, this 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 young man's getting getting a jersey, getting a Letterman jacket right off the bat, or is that something that um, that you know was took a took some time for you to think about, or that that he had to earn? What kind of went into that decision to get him a number, get him a jersey, get him a jacket? Well, you you have to earn it, like anything else. It's you know it's um, you know it's not just on Friday night that that Connor is there. Um, you know when I we you know when you talk about as a head coach you when you talk about building a program and, and and you start with your coaches and you know when you hire a coach you say I want a coach that enjoys Monday Tuesday Wednesday afternoon as much even more so than Friday night you know I want I want a coach that enjoys the the shadows and the darkness of of the sport uh, you know watching film you know on a Sunday night when everyone else is in bed or you know, out there on a Wednesday afternoon when it's rain, cold, or, you know, coaching. So I think the same thing applies for anybody that you have in the program. You want guys that enjoy the buildup as much as the pinnacle of, of a Friday night. Uh, so for Connor, you know, Connor is, is at every practice. He's, um, and if he's not at practice or on time, he's getting extra help at school, just like any other player. Um, he works just as hard as every other player in the program does. I mean, everybody has a role that we, you know, we started this by saying everybody has a role in the program. So if a running back's role is to, you know, protect the ball, understand uh, holes, understand cuts, understand angles, understand coverages and, and what his responsibilities are, then the same goes for an assistant coach, the same goes for an equipment manager, um, the same goes for, you know, the athletic director. So, um, you know, Connor's role is well-defined and what's expected of him. He's expected to be a practice. He's expected to help set up practices. He's expected to, you know, be, uh, be an assistant to coaches that are out there. Hey, Connor, I need this drill set up. Can you go set up the cones? Can you get the bag squared away? Um, you know, our Friday night, we need, you know, we need to make sure the cameras are posed here. We need to make sure our equipment is set up here. We need to make sure during the game that when guys are coming off at the 10-yard line that they're getting water at the 15-yard line, you know. And, um, you know, Connor just doesn't come on Friday nights and, you know, happy to be there and, and running around. Connor um, enjoys the buildup as much as the Friday night. So as far as giving Connor a, a letterman jacket or a game shirt on Friday night, that wasn't my choice he earned it. Um, you know, his actions, his energy, his efforts, um, you know, all, all, um, you know, that's, that's why he is that who he is. And that's why he's a part of the team. Um, you know, one of my old instructors, just said, if you're going to, anything worth doing is worth doing well. Um, and Connor is the epitome of that. And because of all that, whatever, however he's treated like everybody else in the team, it's because he's earned it. If a, if a sophomore is going out on a Friday night dressing with varsity and his full equipment, it's because he's earned it. You know, if Connor is going out with us in his game jersey and he's getting awarded his Letterman's Jack varsity experience, it's because they've earned it. So, um, again, it's uh, treating Connor as if we would treat any other player. 
Um, and if you don't earn it, you don't earn it. And he's earned it. And he knows he's, he's earned it. And every once in a while, he'll remind me, hey, coach, I got this. You know, so. Connor, I mean, there's way moves to a, a decent sized school, it seems. And, and there's obviously a lot of sports offered there. What um, what was it about that that football? I guess obviously, you know, Ken talked about some of that that initial interest, but um, was football like, oh yeah, that's it? Definitely, I want to give that a shot. Or were there other sports you considered? But basically, why football? What what made you choose football for this uh, for this experience? So, ever since I can remember, we've been watching football as a family. We watched the Patriots. We we watched them win all three of the well, two of their Super Bowls. Um. And it would, football for me was a right, the right fit. It helped me get through it. And I love the game, like, everywhere. Uh, so from this, I was grateful for Coach Byrne and the trainer. I understand football. It's, a, it's easier to understand from being on the sideline than to watching it through a TV. It's a lot easier to understand. Connor, clearly you've had an impact on the game and the game's impacted you. What are some of the things that you've picked up or that uh, that you've taken from your experience here and and brought into school, brought into family, brought into your personal life that you've learned or, or grown through football? Football's taught me that everyone is meant to play the game. I've learned that there are good people in this world. I was worried about starting high school because of some really mean kids. This team showed me that it didn't matter that I was a little awkward, had learning challenges, or even said the wrong things. They still liked me for who I was. What's next? You're heading into your senior year. You've been with the football program for three seasons already. Senior year is a, is a big one, um, a, a tough one probably for, for mom and dad to think through, but an exciting uh, exciting one for you as you're, you're looking to kind of end, end one phase of, uh, of your youth and, and, and in high school. Um, so what's, what's the outlook for senior year for you? What, what's going on with, with football and, and, uh, and where do you see um, what are you you're looking to do for the next year and beyond? So um, my hopes are to go to Leslie University's threshold program in Cambridge. My dream job, of course, is to be an NFL, on an NFL team as a hydration specialist or something to do with equipment. Honestly, because of my learning challenges, I'm not sure. But whatever it is, I know I'll do great at it. On behalf of everyone at USA Football, thanks for listening to the Football for All podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate it, Review it, share it with friends or on social media. A stronger future for football needs people like Connor Daly, Coach Byrne, and people like you. Head to usafootball.com FDM for more on the football development model and our vision of football for all. This episode was produced by Jacob Fresky and hosted by me, Jesse Giorzi. Supporting content was created by Jacob and our creative team. Thanks to everyone at Weymouth Football and the USA Football for their support.